eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, welcome on in. Final out. Jack Fritz hanging out with you, reacting to a sweep. Sweep down in Tampa Bay. I mean, well, raise some scrubs. I mean, what is that baseball team? That team has the most wins in the AL. I mean, what the, what a joke the American League is. Are you kidding me? Phils go down there, take care of business. It's a beautiful night. I don't care how humid it is outside. Still not hotter than the Phils in the road. I mean, 12 straight. If they win tomorrow, they tie the 1976 Phillies for the most road wins or consecutive road wins uh, by the team. So just an unbelievable run right now. And, and what they did tonight was, was ridiculous. Um, and, and the way that they are going about their business right now is, is really, really impressive. 215-592-9494. Before we get into anything, uh, I've got to put out the bat signal. Where's Ron? Where's Ron? It's time to hold ourselves accountable. Kyle Schwarber comes up big late. Come on, Ron. It's it's time to come in. 215-592-9494 to get in and react to the Phils sweeping down in Tampa after a tough loss or tough weekend, losing two or three of the Nats. 
felt like a blip on the radar, wasn't a cause for concern for me. Uh, and they go down and they validate that by taking care of the Rays. For the first time, they get swept at home. They entered, the, uh, uh, entered into the series with the most wins in baseball. They exited it uh, not having the most wins in baseball. What a run by the Phillies. Let's get to the biggest takeaway of the game. Brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. The biggest take or, uh, the biggest takeaway of the game brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. The biggest takeaway for me tonight was that they have that look again. They have the look of... We're here, we're good, and it's time to stack wins. Um, and and there was, there's a lot of things that happened tonight that had me feeling that way. And, and frankly, a lot that happened in the series. A lot that happened throughout these three games where I'm like starting to, to see it. And, and how they won tonight and sticking in that game and, and coming through late and being the team that that stole a game from a raised team, which I feel like steals that game from opposing teams all the time. They did that to the Rays. That doesn't usually happen. And they just have that look. Whether it's the, 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 the starters, it feels like one is trying to uh, up the other, which is what great rotations do. Chris Sanchez was brilliant tonight. The bullpen feels like... I mean, I, I obviously... We haven't felt this way since 2008, but it's been 15 years since it feels like we can trust the bullpen the way that we trust this Philly, this Phillies bullpen. Um, the the offense, I know they struck out a ton tonight. Uh, that's going to happen against a Rays uh, rotation, even though it was a bullpen game where they have the kind of stuff that those guys have. Teams are going to strike out. It's what Rays do to to even great offenses. But what they did late and and Kyle Schwarber giving them the lead. And then they tacked on. They didn't just stay there with it being 2-1. They made it a 3-1 game. And I know it's minor, and I know that people can think it's a small thing, but guys on the bench being into the game, I'm telling you, that's what winning baseball, that, that, that is part of a winning baseball culture. And I just, I loved when, when Schwarber got the hit, the, the, the thing that stuck out, was how quick Josh Harrison, a bench player, he actually played a lot last week, but regardless, uh, a bench player, first guy up on the top railing. He's not, he isn't playing tonight. He knows he's not, get, he knows he's not getting this game. He hasn't played all series. First guy up on the top of the bench saying, hey, that's, that's a big spot by Schwartz. I love that stuff, and I think that's winning culture, and I think you're starting to see this team develop into having that look. They're having that look of we're good, we're here, and it's time to go. And thank God. Um, and, and and frankly, like, just could not be more proud of of this team. It, it's it's been a while. Uh, there's been times this this year where I felt like we could we could say that, but truthfully, going down to Tampa, doing what they did, did tonight, like, it, it feels like the the season like really jump starts now. You can't tell me that if you've been someone that's doubted this team all year that you watched this team down in Tampa and what they just did in a three-game series down there and not believe in them again and not say, okay, bleep it, let's go have a summer. Um, and what was so frustrating about the beginning of the season was it felt like they were, they were wasting away that opportunity. But they've got this city back. They have this city back in the palm of their hands. I can just feel it. I can feel it on WIP. I can feel it on social media. I can feel it in that clubhouse. They're like, we're back. We're rolling. 
and we're gonna go down to Miami and we're gonna we're gonna avenge that demon too. And when the deadline gets here, if I know Dave Dombrowski, like I think I know Dave Dombrowski, he's gonna go out and we're gonna see a patented, patented Dave Dombrowski kind of deadline, and it's go time. I don't care about the Braves. The Braves are on another level. The Phils are coming. They're playing good baseball. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That was my big takeaway from the game, which is brought to you by Morgan and Morgan, America's largest injury firm. They've got the look. My second big takeaway from tonight, and really, it's been something that uh, it has been going on for a, a good stretch here. But I feel like this guy hasn't gotten enough credit, and and for for what this team is doing and what this portion in specific of the team is doing. And that's why he's my player of the game, even though he's my coach of the game, which is brought to you by South Jersey Gas, committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at southjerseygas.com slash lovemyhome. And that is Caleb Cotham. What Caleb Cotham is doing for this pitching staff is he is becoming a difference maker. And we talk about what the Dodgers do developing pitchers. We talk about what the Rays do developing pitchers. We talk about mostly what the Yankees do with developing pitchers. Astros do with developing pitchers. It's time to put the Phillies in that conversation. They are a factory right now when it comes to, to uh, you know developing pitchers, getting the most out of guys that have failed elsewhere. Um, they are turning into a factory when it comes to, to, develop, to developing pitchers and getting the most out of them. And that's Caleb Cotham. That's Brian Kaplan. That is the, the pitching side of this whole thing. Look at what, he, the, what they've done for Chris Sanchez. I, I just I, – I have no stress walking into Chris Sanchez starts. It's like you could have told me Chris Sanchez was going to go out there and throw six innings of one run ball against the, the Rays tonight. And by the way, in less than 75 pitches, it probably could have kept going. And I would have said, yeah, it sounds about right. Like that's how much confidence I have in, in Chris Sanchez, and a lot a lot of that has to do with the job of Caleb Cotham. and it, it, it's it's really just a simple fix. He stopped walking people, and he stopped walking people because Cotham was like, "Hey, buddy, your stuff plays. Just throw it down the middle and see what happens." And guess what? He's been great. He's been great. They don't need to go get a fifth starter. We don't need to do this thing anymore. Like it's time to go at another impact bat. The starter thing is dead. And especially because Painter's able to get back on the mound. Um, like Chris Sanchez has been everything you could have ever asked for and more from a fifth starter at this point. Junior Marte, who people wanted sent down two weeks ago, and I was with him. I, I wanted Bilotti back up here and in that spot. I mean, he just – it was, a, again, a stress-free seventh tonight against the Rays. It's a 1-1 game on the road. Junior Marte is just like, yeah, I got it. Don't worry. He's throwing 100. He's, he's throwing with conviction. Um, you know, the slider they have him throwing harder, that's coaching. Craig Kimbrell. This best Kimbrell's looked since, I don't know, 18? Like, this is the, like, Craig Kimbrell. Uh, first off, he has totally found the strike zone. He is, even if it's 95, 96, he has that little rise to the fastball. He's getting his curveball over for, for a strike. I mean, they're, they're getting a rejuvenated Craig Kimbrell season. Like, this is 2013 Craig Kimbrell. I mean, it, it's, it's insane. And then finally, and the, and the biggest one tonight, is Matt Strom. I mean, Matt Strom, they they did something that went under the radar, and I thought it was brilliant, is they essentially gave Matt Strom a, a week off, maybe, what, two weeks ago? They were just, hey, like we're going to limit your innings, we're not going to use you this week, and we'll go from there. And he's come back, that life is back on his fastball, his competitiveness is back, and he looks a lot like the guy that got, they had starting games earlier in the year. He, they're now getting that in the back of the bullpen. Coaching, 
makes a difference, especially when it comes to, to the pitching staff. And what Caleb Cotham is doing right now needs to be appreciated more. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Mike is in Westchester. What's happening, Mike? What's going on, Fritz? What Big night. What, what a series win. I mean, I was thinking about it. Just about the best regular season series win since I thought back to that sweep of the Mets in 2021 when Wheeler almost threw a no-hitter that game. I mean, what what a night. Well, hopefully what happens in Miami is not what happens yeah. after <laughs> – after the 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 complete game on Doc Day, but yeah, it's it it was it was it was massive. It really was, and and I think that the most important thing that happened in this series is that for the people that jumped off and weren't paying attention and were like, "Yeah, wake me up if they get back into this thing," I I don't know how you're not back in after you saw what they go and do down in Tampa and now uh, have a, a sole possession of third place in the wild card. Absolutely, and and you you took uh, the point kind of right out of my mouth. I was going to give a shout out to Caleb Cossum. But specifically, I mean, Craig Kimbrell, yeah. he, he has looked just about as good as he looked at any point in his career. I mean, it's the, in, in Tampa against the best offense in the American League, bottom of the ninth, 1-1 ball game. I'm already scouting out who we're going to face in the 10th. I'm that confident in him. I mean, it's incredible because I was in the same boat as you. Beginning of the season, I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of a classic Dombrowski signing. He's probably at the back end. Maybe he'll give us a couple good, like, seventh and eighth innings he is nailed in the ninth inning and I got to give him such a big shout out what a win all around team win go Phils thanks for taking my call yeah I appreciate the call Mike and uh, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie like I was so not a Kimbrel guy you know he was left off the Dodgers playoff roster last year and it it felt like a Dave Dabrowski like this guy's pitching a ton of games he's been he has back-end experience let's go get him and I mean they've done this with Chase Anderson and Matt Moore a couple years ago. They did it last year with uh, Jerry's Familia, um, and it was like that's that's they gave Dave his one veteran signing that he can go get. He's been brilliant, and I think Dave was right, and he he bet on Craig and um, you know using last year as motivation to get back to being Craig freaking Kimbrell, a guy who is on his way to to possibly being in the Hall of Fame as a closer, and. You know, I think, I mean, obviously credit to Craig, but I I just, you can't tell me and you can't convince me that this coaching staff doesn't have a ton to do with it. I I think they, we haven't seen Craig Kimbrell look this good in a while. And a lot of it, and a lot of it comes down to what Caleb Cotham has done. 215-592-9494 is how you get in and react. Big night, big series win. We're, we're, we're celebrating here on the final out. Welcome back. Take all of your phone calls, all of your reaction. Uh, coming up next here on the final out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One ball, one strike. He's set of the belt. The pitch to Schwarber. Swing at a ground ball. Through the right side. A base hit. Coming around third, Sosa, he's going to score. Stubbs will stop at second, and Kyle Schwarber with a base hit to right has put the Phillies on top 2-1. to one. 
Never doubted Kyle Schwarber in that spot for a second. I said, you know what? He's got a, He's going to hit a nice little single through the right side. He's not going to strike out. And he did. Kyle Schwarber came up big, extra innings in that spot, and he needed it. I mean, uh, listen, I'm a Kyle Schwarber fan. I'm still waiting. would like to know where Ron Amonko is. You know, I, we're coming out of hiding tonight. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Schwarber fan. I, I, I think the guy's a winner. Uh, he hits a ton of home runs. He's fourth in the league in walks. He, I don't think, is a, a, the, the biggest problem with the lineup so far. And I think people get too caught up with in, in batting average. But uh, even I, like 185 is not like the most fun thing to watch. So it was good to see him get a couple hits tonight. And that's a big spot late. And hopefully it just it, it, it's a big exhale kind of moment for him. But either way, that is our Mike's Amazing Play of the Game, presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. So um, a big hit there by, by Schwarbs. Uh, late in the game, again, another two-out hit. I, I did, didn't think that was something that they were into. But regardless, um, they come out on top. They sweep the Rays in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Rays' first home sweep of, of of the year. Tucker, what was the stat that you had? I saw you tweet out that the Rays in le- their last 102 home series have only been swept three times at home. Uh, yeah, dating back to the beginning of the 2019 season. They've had 102 series at Tropicana Field. They've been swept three times, four times yeah. now after after tonight. Yeah, I mean, they, they have been a, a ridiculous home team for the last couple of years. And it's been something where, um, you know, I've seen the, the other teams. I know the Phillies obviously don't go down there very often, but I feel like I, I see the Yankees go down there and they struggle. I see the, the Red Sox. I see the, the Blue Jays. I see the like teams go into Tampa and it just it just does not turn out. Uh, like well for them it seems like and th- like the Phillies being able to go down there like we just haven't seen especially this team like, obviously we saw it 07 to 11 like we saw those guys be able to go down there and do it but these guys you know the, the 12 straight road wins for these guys a team that like has traditionally struggled on the road and winning at home is fun but to me the sign of of a a truly good team is being able to go and, and take care of business on the road too. I mean, most teams win a lot at home. That's not that impressive. I've seen the Phillies do that with this core of guys for the last couple of years, but this is different. This is, this is going to Chicago and and sweeping out there. This is taking three of four in Arizona. This is going to a dead ballpark in Oakland and taking three. This is going down and, I mean, essentially pr- playing in front of your home crowd down in Tampa, which, again, shout to the Phillies fans. You, you want to talk about feeling like the, the heyday. It, it, seeing our fans take over opposing ballparks and I mean, have it the most filled up, it feels like it's been a while, in forever, that's cool. And, and it's been a while since we were able to, to, to see stuff like that. And I think that's the biggest sign that they're 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 back in the good graces of the city. Um, and I, I just they're going go to go to Miami this weekend. It's obviously going to be a test. Thank God they lost tonight. Um, but maybe that's not the best thing in the world. Uh, and and I just I, I I really can't wait to see what the second half and the the, the crowds are going to be like at CBP because this is one of those series that I think you can point to where it kind of kills the naysayers that say, well, they've just been beating up on cupcakes. Well, in the last month, 
They've taken three or four from the Diamondbacks. They took two or three from the Dodgers. Um, they took two or three from the Mets. Who, <laughs> I mean, they're kind of heating up right now, which is which is annoying. Uh, and then they they went out and they swept the race. They they lost a home series to the Nats. Whatever that that happens, you're going to lose baseball games. Um, but but these are the kind of series wins and sweeps that I think just has. The, the general Phillies fan being like, all right, listen, they, they can be frustrating. They can they can uh, you know, cause me to go mad sometimes. But this is a good team, and they're here. And I just I can't wait to get back to Citizens Bank Park and, and, and see what that ballpark's going to be like. Ben is in Marlton. What's happening, Ben? Yo, Fritzy. What's going on, brother? Oh, big stuff, Ben. Big stuff. Dude, Phil's it take is a, unbelievable. Take three, it's unbelievable. I, I know. Like well, listen. First time since first here. time since 1976 that they've won 12 straight road games. It's unbelievable. It's real. I mean, honestly, I've been you know watching every day, but to see this, to see them go into, to see them go to Tampa Bay, and I, you know, every single game, I'm like, yeah, you know, they're probably going to lose this one today. Christopher Sanchez going out there, probably going to lose this one, but no, Christopher Sanchez goes out there and just shoves. Like, what is this? I know. And and, and and the and the funny part, Ben, and I wonder if you feel this too. Like, I mean, I know you, th- you thought they were going to lose the game, whatever. But at the same time, I wasn't that shocked watching Sanchez do that. Like, he's kind of just gone out there and done his thing, and and I, I just I wasn't that nervous he was going to go out there and get totally shelled. And I think that's a real big it, testament, both to him obviously, but also to this coaching staff. Yeah, but it also sometimes does feel like he'll he'll go out there. The last like what is he two point eight four ERA? His last five, something and, like that. But then, it, but it feels like every time he goes out there, he loses because it's either a the offense is gonna you know not come through, or b it's just gonna be a really low scoring game that they end up losing. But honestly, it's just an unbelievable thing to watch it all come together, and then Strom going out there, him being who he can like just a pocket knife doing any type of, type of innings he can. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Ben, and I appreciate the call. And I know the offense wasn't great tonight, and but at some at the same time, sometimes we gotta chalk it up to the Rays and their their pitching too. I mean, the Rays have traditionally been great at developing pitchers. I mean, that's kind of been their calling card the last couple of years. So Phil struck out a lot tonight, but they also came up big late. The biggest takeaway from tonight is just how insanely good this Phillies pitching staff is. From the starters to the bullpen, I mean, again, 08 was a was a ridiculous bullpen. When was the last time we've had a bullpen with this many guys that can come in and, and do their jobs and and develop the guys too? I mean, Jeff Hoffman last night comes in, bang, ninth inning, road game in Tampa. I know it was eight four. It wasn't a save situation. No stress. Junior Marte tonight, again, tie game, seventh inning on the road in Tampa Bay. Calm, cool, collected, gets the job done. Matt Strom's never looked this good before. I mean, Matt Strom's had moments. He's always had stuff. But now he's a, a guy. They're developing guys. And, and the nice part is, is, listen, I love Sir Anthony. I have, I, I, you noticed him at the beginning when he got hurt. But it's like they've, they've survived the Sir Anthony injury. And, and to make matters that much more exciting – is that I still think they have guys in, in Bilotti and Brogdon that could come up if they have more injuries, and they likely will do a job. I mean, it's depth on depth on depth, and that's exciting. Matt is in Missouri. What's happening, Matt? 
Hey, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm beyond excited, man. I've got a couple points. First is you got the whole thing working with what Dombrowski uh, brought to the table. He he killed it in the offseason, getting these guys for uh, uh, Cotham and Topper to develop. Beyond that, I think it's important to realize that you got you got Topper. Just look at what we got going on. We got Wheeler, uh, Suarez, and then um, uh, uh, Nola coming to close this out, and then Nola's going to get a big break before he ever has to pitch again. I know. Which, which to me brings another question: the whole thing of Painter coming up. We know that this entire staff does better when they get a long rest. We know that if you give any of these guys a six-day, uh, uh, put a, any of these guys in a six-day rotation, they're going to be beasts. So why not keep Sanchez in there, bring Painter up, go on a six-day rotation, and now all of a sudden you can break things down at the end where you go back to uh, in in the uh, assuming that you make it to the uh, off season mm-hmm. or, or rather to the post season, yeah. right? That you can, you can sit there and, and go to a five man rotation and put the best or put the lesser of painter and Sanchez into the pen, making the pen that much better. I know. I, I'm, I'm totally beyond excited. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. And, and I appreciate the call and that was something I was going to bring up in the next segment, but it, it's starting to all come together. What we kind of thought that they could have done, at the beginning of the year before uh, Andrew Painter got hurt. You know, Andrew Painter, I was throwing out the idea of go six, man. Make sure that you, you stretch out Wheeler and Nola. Don't have to overwork them and make sure they're good for the stretch run. Didn't happen. Everyone got banged up. They had to go bullpen games. By the way, isn't that freaking insane that we, they were doing bullpen games instead of Sanchez? Especially given the, what we've seen him do. Like, it's it was... It went on for, I felt like, two weeks too long where Sanchez was just up in AAA. Now, maybe he had to develop. Maybe he had to uh, figure out how to throw strikes and whatnot. But, man, when you're talking about a playoff race as tight as this, they essentially gave games away where Sanchez could have been starting those games. But, um, yeah, the idea of a six-man, getting these guys to be operating on and firing on all cylinders, heading into the, the stretch run, is going to become imperative. Hopefully they can continue to, to stack series wins and continue to, um, you know, make sure that they are obviously in position, like not blowing a chance to make the playoffs. Um, but all things considered, if they can do that and secure the spot and get into a comfortable position, going six-man makes a lot of sense, and it's something that uh, they got to explore. Now, the key is, can Andrew Painter get on the mound? He threw a bullpen yesterday. Uh, we'll see how he reacts to it, and hopefully he can get on the mound and get back up here as soon as possible. Because, frankly, I can't wait to see him. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. We will roll through all of your phone calls on the other side, but also we will look ahead to this weekend down in Miami. Miami loses tonight um, before handing things off to Rob Cherry. It's the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It is the final out. Sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looked so good. So we'll go back to the phones here in one second and look ahead to this series in Miami. Uh, it's funny. They did the exact same thing last year. They, they went down to Miami heading into the All-Star break. They took two or three, and we were like, all right, they might be real. And then they came out of the All-Star break and got swept by the Cubs at home. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, but either way, if you want to come watch the All-Star game, uh, if you need, you need a place to watch it, time out on Pine uh, coming up on Tuesday night. Seltzer and I will be there along with Tommy Green. Uh, we're having a little all-star watch party presented by Miller Lite, $3 Miller Lite bottles and draft specials. We have some Phillies tickets that you can register to win. And, again, Tommy Green, Seltzer, myself, we're watching the all-star our game, hopefully you know, coming off of uh, at least at least two or three in Miami, riding high, feeling great. Plus, I mean, drafts on Sunday, which can't wait for. Uh, first two rounds of the draft, Phil's pick 27, and it's pretty much consumed my mind uh, for the last two weeks. So very, very exciting for that. So, yeah, come out, ha- come hang out. Seltzer and I and Tommy Green out at timeout on Pine. It's Miller time, Phillies fans. Celebrate responsibly. And, again, you know, heading down to Miami this weekend, it's been a place where I know the, the whole thing has been like, well, they never win in Miami. Miami's good, man. The, like, this is not – the Marlins teams of the last couple of years where it's like, really, you're going down and you're laying an egg against a team that can't hit. And yeah, the pitching is good, but they're like 14 games under 500. You know, we don't have to do this. Like, I mean, there's been so, so many just brutal losses in Miami. I, you know, 19 to 11 obviously comes to mind. Starling Marte hit a hit a uh, I believe a double off the wall against Brandon Workman a couple of years ago that will always stick out to me. I was so mad. <laughs> like the again, think of think of the bullpens that we have had to suffer through in order to get this bullpen we have now. I mean Heath Hembury, Brandon Workman, Workman, uh, uh, Jared Hughes, Mike Morin, Blake Park, Blake Parker. I know Hobie Milner's had a nice little run, but Hobie Milner. It's just all that dreck and the worst bullpen in the history of baseball to finally have this. Again, it's like uh, it's almost like watching them. It's a shock to the system. It's like, what is this? What is this feeling with the bullpen? Because we're so taught to be like, okay, how are they going to blow it tonight? How's the bullpen going to do this tonight? And there's a part of me. <laughs> When I saw Dylan Covey uh, warming up in the was the 11th, I was like, "Are you serious, Rob? Like, you, listen, you've been on a little bit of a hot streak with 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 your bullpen. Like, let's not test fate here." Um, but they didn't, and the match drama went out for the second inning, and and got the job done. So great stuff. Mike's in Tampa, leaving the game. What's happening, Mike? Uh yeah, we're just driving home from the game. Uh, it, it was great atmosphere. A lot of Phillies fans. A lot of Eagles fans there. It really felt like a playoff atmosphere, but a home game. There was one Rays fan that was kind of drunk, and he was up in the front row, and every all the Eagles or Phillies fans were yelling at him. 
it was uh, really a home field advantage. And then on the way out, you know, fly eagles fly and just yelling. Well, uh, we don't we don't need fly eagles fly. I mean, you know, it's, it's the Phils have won twelve straight road games. You know, can we can we can we can we wait for eagle season there, Mike? Well, I yeah, I know. I think they're feeding off each other. I think, uh, but yeah, it's just. It's good baseball. Uh, I was like, when are we going to get Stubbs out of there and get Realmuto and that bat? But Stubbs took one for the team and scored a run. And uh, so you need those the, the fringe players really good tonight. Now, what's um, your what's your review of the trop? Is it as bad as people say it is? Um, you, because you're in air conditioning, <laughs> it's just pleasant. It's pleasant to watch a game there. But uh, their fans, you know, kind of sit on their hands. It was yeah. the, the Phillies fans just took over the stadium. Well, that's what we do, Mike, and, and I appreciate the call. And, you know, um, again, yeah, do we need the, the Eagle stuff? I mean, listen, I won't get into it, but come on. You know, the Phils are hot. I know we have a little good football team, but Phils are hot. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to worry about the Eagles right now. Um, regardless, yeah, and not that the atmosphere, I think, totally felt like a, a playoff game. But the uh, the at bat to Wander Franco with Jose Alvarado was like the most into a regular season at bat I think I've I've been in a while. It was a big situation, tie game, late, ten pitch at bat, keeps fouling off ninety nine, and, and Alvarado eventually got him. But it was a, I let out a pretty embarrassing fist pump for, for a July game uh, with the uh, the the Jose Alvarado getting out. Uh, Wander Franco in that situation. Speaking of Stubbs staying in there, I thought the one thing, if I was Rob Thompson, that I, I felt like it was a mistake tonight was, and maybe they just wanted to get uh, JT a full off day, but with Derek Hall in that situation in extra innings against a tough lefty, just would have liked to see JT in that spot. He ended up pinch running Edmundo Sosa in the next inning anyway, so he clearly, I mean, that felt like a, a mistake there. Just JT or Edmundo or some kind of righty in there, maybe even Pache. And then if you're going to pinch around him anyway, you can get one of those guys over to first base. I, it felt like a bit of a mistake, but regardless, they won, and we don't need to bring it up. Uh, Andrew wants to talk some fills. What's happening, Andrew? What's going on, man? Hey, uh, who is that guy, last guy to call? Mike? Mike, yeah. Yeah, Mike, give it to him. Give him the Eagles. <laughs> give him the Phillies. Give them the Flyers, give them the Sixers. The Tampa well, Bay fan base is not a real fan base. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, Flyers, though, uh, maybe maybe in a couple years. We'll see what Jones is cooking up for them. Yeah, especially not with the Lightning. Uh, you exactly. know, because, <laughs> Okay, that yeah, you maybe leave the Flyers out of that one. But, uh, yeah, man, good good win for the Phils. Um, I mean, the fact that you said, what, this is only the third time it's happened in like 105 games at the Trop or something. 102, 102 series at the Trop. Yeah, the yeah, third time in 102 series, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's legit. And, again, Tampa, you know, is – I mean, they're leading they, They're leading the best division in the AL, the AL East. Um, and it's crazy that that division, everybody has a winning record, and there's only, what, one team in the AL Central that has a winning record. Like, that's that's some crazy disparagement. That's what the, uh, the, the changing of the way the schedule is doing now. You know, you don't play the same teams 19 times a year. You play them, what, like – 14 or 15 times a year, so it spreads the wins and losses out. But I didn't think it was going to do it like that. Yeah, the, the Central's been brutal. Um, both Centrals, actually. Like, both of them are just like, you know, uh, 
it's it, like the uh, heading into that Cubs series, the Cubs had better playoff odds than the Phillies, and the Cubs were like three games under 500. Um, so yeah, both both centrals have been brutal. But the, I mean, the AL East is, has been the toughest division in baseball. It seems like for a little bit here, and and I've seen so many teams go and and play terrible at the drop, and for, to see the Phils do that, it's it's something they haven't done, and they haven't looked this competent in the on the road since the heyday. And it even goes back to last year. I mean, during the World Series run, obviously it was different. You know, they had that look. But I felt like tonight they had the same look that they had in the postseason last year. Yeah, and and uh, like while we're talking about the East, the Marlins, the Marlins are more legit, I think, than they've been in the last, geez, as long as I can remember. But the Marlins have always given the Phillies trouble. Like oh, yeah. when the Marlins were a team that was winning, you know, 72 games a year, and couldn't hit and couldn't pitch, they were still beating the Phillies seemingly for no reason. And now, you know, you have this team that actually knows how to play baseball. And, you know, now now this, the, like you said, this was the series, this Florida trip between Tampa and Miami where it's really time to, you know, butter your bread, um, especially right before the All-Star break um, against a good, a good Marlins team. Like, they're actually good. Totally, Andrew, and I appreciate the call. Um, obviously, they have Luis Irise, who he's, he's cooled off, but still is batting, I believe, three eighty eight. But, you know, he's cooled off a little bit, but still. I mean, he, he crushed the Phillies in the first, uh, you know, the first time they played this year. Jeans is starting to heat up a little bit down there. They've got – they just always have – especially with the big ballpark they have, they essentially – didn't really go for like the traditional power hitters that a lot of teams are going for now and went more like contact guys. So like Joey Wendell, Segura, um, I rise, uh, Yuli Goriel. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're a pesky, tough little ball club and, and the Phillies are going to have their work cut out for them. They gotta, they have to be on their toes at all times against the Marlins, especially on offense. Like they, they, it's not a series where where sloppiness is going to be rewarded because it feels like the Marlins will take advantage of that. So, uh, again, another test, but the way they're playing right now, I don't think we need to do the whole, like, oh, they're going to go down and get swept in the Marlins thing. Just trust this team. I think they've earned that. Uh, tomorrow night, Zach Wheeler going up against Sandy Alcantara. I know last year this would be viewed as, like, two of the best pitchers in the NL facing off in a, in a Friday night series right before the, before the All-Star break. Contra just hasn't been himself this year, and it's been all year. His ERA is is in the high fours. He had a four nine three ERA in June, four earned in five innings against the Braves the last time out. Not not striking out a ton of guys, so he's just kind of falling off the cliff. I mean, he's still throwing pretty hard, but it's just not working this year. So Zach Wheeler, last couple starts just hasn't looked as crisp. But like I've said a couple times, even when Zach Wheeler hasn't been peak Zach Wheeler in this last little stretch, he's still been pretty good. And I think that's the best sign for Zach Wheeler is that his 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 down starts haven't been terrible. They've just been not as great as they usually are. Um, so I feel pretty good about Wheeler heading into Miami tomorrow night. Uh, Sandy Alcantara versus Wheeler. Uh, Marks and Reese, Ike's off tomorrow. Uh, John and, and John Johnson will lead you into the game. I will have you for post-game, of course. Ranger Suarez versus Braxton Garrett on Saturday. And then Nola versus Jesus Lazardo on Sunday. So Jesus Lazardo has been on a, a really, really good run recently. He's got himself right back into the NL Cy Young contention. So um, 
they had their work cut out for him against Garrett and Lazardo. Obviously, Alcantara, just respect because he won the NL Cy Young last year. Um, but regardless, it, it's it's going to be a tough series. It's going to be a competitive series. And, and frankly, one that I, I'm looking forward to see how our, our boys go down there and perform. That's going to do it for me tonight. Uh, again, tomorrow, we'll lead you into the game. And then I got you for post-game reacting to Alcantara versus Wheeler. Looking forward to it all. Rob Cherry's got you next. He'll take you through the rest of the night. Tucker Bagley produced the final out tonight. All that's coming up next here on WIP.